Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotto Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough... Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now.
that it does in the air everywhere, coast to coast, border to border. There actually are no borders on podcasting, but uh, we are back at it again as this podcast heard every single week on the iHeart Podcast Network. We thank you for being a loyal minion, for supporting the content that we provide and uh, it's weird, you know, I have mixed feelings about this because part of me is happy that the audience is continuing to grow and that there's a demand for these podcasts. The other part of me is like, crap, that means I have to keep doing the podcast. So I have I have mixed emotions because if nobody was listening, if the numbers were down, if it was crap, then I wouldn't have to do it. The company wouldn't want me to do it. Um, but the numbers keep going up steadily. So we do thank you for that. And uh, we are joined yet again by the man who made the be famous he's got his singer david gascon from west of the 405 well since this podcast continues to grow do you think this podcast is adequate and sufficient enough to be carried live on radio a podcast Uh, made for live radio how about that occasionally we curse but I would be if it if it involved more money, I'd be all about it. Put it on the radio. I'm all for it. Uh, I've changed my stance. I used to always say never put radio on television because it's radio. But if they pay, yeah. and I've had friends that have done radio shows that ended up being simulcast on television, and they, they get a nice big fat check in a bonus to their radio work. So if you can get paid double for the same thing, who wouldn't sign off on that? Does but, Sports uh, with yeah. Coleman do that, or who who does a simulcast on a show? Oh, well, the guy's in Boston, Jerry Callahan, um, oh, when he when at WEI yeah. uh, back in the day, he his show was on Nesson, mm-hmm. and uh, so he was getting a check from Nesson in addition to WEI, and so, yeah, uh, and there's a few other people that have dabbled in that, and I, I, hell, you can put a camera in the studio overnight, and I got a camera in here anyway because of the, the, the videos we do on the on YouTube. Uh, so we've got that. Uh, so we had said before we get to today's podcast, we had Seth Dillon on from the Babylon. How did that go? By the way, did that did that do well? The Seth Dillon thing. It yes. was it was it was surprisingly excellent. Not by yeah. by my standards. I knew it was going to be great, but uh, but people have downloaded it. It's been a, a great uh, surprise to see the elevation, and of course, not to be overlooked. But uh, we had Benny versus the Penny last night too. Yes, that's right. Benny versus the Penny uh, again. Uh, back at it. Uh, big weekend. It's gonna be a big gambling weekend, Gascon. I'm gonna get back. I, I've been I've been like a seesaw so far this season, picking games. You're up and you're down, and you're up and you're down, which is really the way of life. Uh, but we'll we'll see. You check that out. That's uh, that's up there on the YouTube. Uh, we tweeted it out, of course, and you can check that out. And it's not just before the games. A lot of people obviously would want to watch it before if you're planning on gambling on the NFL. However, many people enjoy looking at my analysis after the fact when they know the outcome and they can goof on me and say how dumb that analysis was. So there's two ways to do it. Are they goofing on you or are they goofing on your lack of furniture? Because it seems like every time we're on air, people are always thinking that you're homeless. Or that you're just you, you've, no, that's you've just been my, or something. That's my man cave. That's yes. my spare man cave. And you're just you just people are jealous. People are just jealous. Maybe I'll put a photo one week of Bella behind me, and they can have Bella staring. How about that? It's a small dog. She came and get around your back. Uh, Bella's a beast. What are you talking about? She's Bella like the size is a of your beast. foot. 
What's that? She's like the size of your foot. No, no. Be- Be- we- Bella's fur has grown out. Bella's very <laughs> uh, large and in charge. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so before we get into the, uh, the the meat of the matter here, Cameo.com. Cameo.com. I actually did a few cameos recently uh, and for, for a couple people. Maddie and the Natty uh, was one of the guys there, one of the Cincinnati bros. Although I didn't realize it was Maddie from the Natty. So if you're a P1, that you know, if I kind of know who you are because of social media or whatever, or you call in everyone's like, you got to let me know because somebody like Maddie in the Natty was Matthew when I got the cameo request. So I was like, I don't know, you know, I don't really know Matthew, <laughs> but then it, I knew Maddie in the Natty. It, it yeah. changes the, it changes the dynamic there. So just a heads up for future future cameo uh, users, just give me a little info that like who you are, how I would know you if I do know you, and if not, I mean it's fine. There's a lot of people I don't know. Uh, Thank God, most of the people that listen, I'll I'll never have any contact with. That's usually how it works. It's that's how it's supposed to work, uh, generally. So that's cameo.com. Search my name, Ben Maller, if you want a personalized video message for. I do weddings, bar mitzvahs, uh, pep talks, battle cries, uh, all of that, and uh, it's available for you on Cameo. Would you consider doing a cameo for Kent Somers? <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Uh, that is the fit to print. So let me just set it up. We have fit to print. We've got no breaks and pop quiz. And uh, we begin here, the Saturday podcast, with our show, a, a rant on the radio becoming a news story in the state of Arizona. Oh, boy. Uh, this is outstanding. So let, let's flash back to Monday Night Football and the Arizona Cardinals with a blowout win, 38-10 to 10 over the Dallas Cowboys, a convincing domination situation there. And after the game, now I did a monologue on this uh, guest. And obviously, I, yeah, you react to what's going on in the sports world for 24 hours or the last 24 hours or so. So this obviously was a story we talked about. I did a rant mostly about the Cowboys. I had about maybe three or four good minutes, if I remember, at the end of the monologue, which was dedicated to Kyler Murray, who was not only a quarterback, he was terrible, had a terrible performance uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. And so that was on Monday night or Tuesday morning, depending on how you look at it. It was in the overnight. So all the way later, fast forward till Thursday, and... I'm getting these notifications that the Arizona Republic, the newspaper of record in Phoenix in the state of Arizona, ran a story, and I I, I couldn't believe it. This is a thousand-word story on our show and me ripping Kyler Murray's performance. In the game against the Dallas Cowboys, and the the, the tone was they seemed to be very upset. That I was not impressed, Gascon, with Kyler Murray's performance against the Dallas Cowboys. And, uh, oh, it's hilarious. I, I had a smile from ear to ear. I could not believe the stupidity of what has gone on. I have friends that work in the newspaper business. What has gone on in the newspaper business? What have you done? I, I will admit that I, I am one to defend Kyler Murray on the regular. But, You're a fanboy. But his performance on Monday night reminded me of what Kobe Bryant did in his Game 7 against the Boston Celtics when they beat Boston in seven games. He shot 6 of 24 in that game, and he would admit 
he shot like shit. Murray was 9 of 24. <laughs> and it's not like the, the 15 incompletions were just bad throws. He missed some wide-open people, including yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, who was the best wide receiver in the National Football League, who was left unmolested at the line of scrimmage on multiple occasions. Yes, yeah. and this is the one of the worst defenses, historically one yes. of the worst defenses in the history of pro football, which goes back 100 years, the Dallas Cowboy defense. And Kyler Murray, for the balance of that game, was garbage. And so I pointed it out. And I, you know, I was watching. I was watching the game. And I'm like, I'm, I'm taking some notes down. And I'm like, you know, like little chicken scratch on the game and Murray's performance. And he kept missing receivers. And I'm like, okay. And I'm going on and on. And then when the game ended, I went back and I crunched the numbers and realized that 74, almost 75 percent of Kyler Murray's passing yards came on two blown coverages by the Cowboys to Christian Kirk, an 80 yard pass, and DeAndre Hopkins, a 60 yard pass. Outside of those two throws. Right? We'll give him credit for that. We'll give Kyler a pat on the back and add a boy for those two throws. Outside of that, the rest of the game, the other throws he made, 22 of them, he only completed seven of them for an average. I had to, I had to type this in three times to the, to the calculator. Kyler Murray averaged 2.1 yards per pass attempt on his other 22 throws uh, in the game and had a passer rating of 41 for the Cardinals. So me pointing this out, I was like, to me, this is like a throwaway thing. You know, people know I'm the I don't like Kyler Murray guy. I'm critical of Kyler Murray. And I've you know, taken some gratuitous cheap shots at him. But this, he deserved it. He deserved it. I wasn't doing anything outrageous. I wasn't doing shock jock radio. The guy sucked. But so many people don't watch these games. They don't pay attention. They're like, they look at the final numbers and they see the total. They say, oh, he, you know, he ran for a touchdown. He threw the touchdowns here. He's unstoppable. What another memorable performance, right? And going on. Another masterwork from Kyler Murray. And I'm like, no, no, none of that. None of that is true. None of that. Uh, you know, this is not a goosebumps-inducing performance. In fact, that is not a sustainable formula for the Arizona Cardinals. They're a fraud. If that's how Kyler Murray is going to play, they're not going to go. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to beat anybody good playing like that. So I, I did this rant, and uh, and like we said, the Arizona uh, newspaper. Uh, ran with. I sent you the story. You did not actually click on the story. You thought it was right, Gascon. You did not realize what the story was when I sent this to you. No, I was guilty of of reading the title only. And then through conversation, I started looking at it, and bang, your name popped up. And I was like, oh, shit. Here we go. Oh, my name's in the right in the lead there. Yeah. My name's radio host Ben Maller was not impressed with Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray's performance in a 38 to 10 uh, when they get. No, no, because on on Twitter, on the text you had sent me, it says Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray slammed for poor performance versus Dallas Cowboys. It had nothing of you on there. And so not until I open it up and then. I yeah, rehashed yeah. the memories from 2019 when you had some reporters taking some shots <laughs> back at you. And- uh, yeah, well, it's also I'd like to thank the Arizona Republic. I should be on their editorial staff because I'm providing content here oh, for the Arizona Republic. <laughs> I guess there's nothing to write about in Arizona, apparently, locally. Uh, my God. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I, it was uh, it was pretty amusing here. I got a kick out of it, and uh, I was like, really, this is what you're doing. So I, I talked to a couple of buddies of mine in radio who you know saw the story, and they were we were going back and forth. And one of my buddies, who's a longtime radio guy, pointed out that we are at the point now as sports gas bags where there is no room. For any criticism of the hometown team, it is it is totally tribal. It's like politics. Sports have become 
Apologies. Like there used to be a time where we could bust each other's balls, and uh, and I still like doing that. I guess I'm too old now because I I like busting balls on uh, you know when your team sucks, and I I get it. Listen, I I talk a lot of crap, and when the Clippers go out and take a ride in the vomit comet against the Denver Nuggets, they deserve to get ripped. I deserve to get attacked. I'm fine. I'm fair game, but it it cuts both ways, right? It's a double edged sword, and people can't handle that, and they get all upset, and it's it's. It's really uh, pathetic, but I mean, it's, it's we're talking about sports, and especially in cases where it's it's obvious that it's like you know this guy was terrible. This was uh, you know this is incompetence. This was malfeasance by the the quarterback. And I pointed out, I'm the bad guy. Come on, you're making it sound like it's a dereliction of duty. It wasn't that. I mean, he averaged nearly eighty. Or he averaged what seven point four yeah. yards because a carry of in the two game. P- because of the, the passes though. Yeah, I, the, the dual threat quarterback. To, the, the thing that's the most important is the passing. The the running's the extra no, part of it. No, the, the passing's the most important. The thing. most important thing is getting points. Anyway, no, you the, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, no, you're wrong. No, the no, most no. important thing, the, the running, and we've seen these quarterbacks often get exposed, like Lamar Jackson. People like you, dumb fans, look at they look at Lamar Jackson. They're like, this guy's amazing. Then in the playoffs, they they take that away, and suddenly he's a jumbled mess. Right. He's He's a hot mess in the playoffs. Well, that is one quarterback that's been the postseason. Kyler Murray hasn't yet, but I mean, he was great at Oklahoma. He's been good so far with Arizona, and they're a lot better than they would have been with Josh Rosen had he stayed there in the Valley of the Sun. So you, you can't. Well, you don't know that if Rosen had stayed and they'd have confidence in him, you don't know that he wouldn't have blossomed into something. But well, I know. But I just, I just love. Miami. I understand. I understand that, and he's been a been a, been a bad guy. But these people that are like Pavlov's dogs when it comes to the hometown team, stop. Yeah, but you, okay, but you, hold stop. But you know this all too well. Being in Dodger Town, people will gravitate towards Clayton Kershaw, and God forbid. It oh, and I listen. But that's a perfect example. I'm glad. Listen, I I like the Dodgers. A lot of people know my history. I did work for Dodger Talk years ago, and so I have a past there. But I'll rip. Kershaw, I, I had him traded after his NLCS start. I had him traded to Texas. I traded him to the Rangers. I had Dave Roberts fired. Okay, I, I, I the whole thing. I'm, you know, maybe those are slight overreactions, but I'd rather be like that, Gascon, than oh, you can't rip Kershaw. I had a guy call up the other night on the show and was ranting and raving about how Kershaw's great. He's getting a bad rap, and I'm like, what, what are you talking about? I, mean, I know you're a Dodger fan. You want to jump in the volcano because they tell you to jump in the volcano. But stop. Don't be a blind sheep. You should never be a blind sheep. Ever. I like the Clippers. When they suck, I, I say they suck. I, I Stop. Don't be a lemming. But here's, here's the problem, though, is if you're a beat reporter or if you're just a regular newspaper reporter that oftentimes will report on general things. Like, let's say for Arizona, you go Diamondbacks, you go Arizona or Arizona State. Then you go, obviously, with the Cardinals and maybe the Coyotes or even the Phoenix Suns, like you want access to those teams. So if you start trashing them publicly in articles, you know how the media departments are. They will cut you off at the knees, and you'll get granted minimal to no access. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand how the game works, but there's a lot of fanboys. It's, it's kind of like in politics. There's a lot of uh, political... 
people who are actually working for political parties who are masquerading as you know as newspaper writers for different operations or reporters on television, but they're actually you know in the tank, if you will. So I understand yeah. there's that. You also have that element which is important here. You've got people that genuinely are you know they might as well be on the payroll for the team. It's like we I used to we used to talk years ago. I had an executive who who was like hey, you know eventually everything's going to be. You know, it's like when you cover the Patriots, you're Patriots.com. You know, you work yeah. for the team, and and even the newspapers and the TV stations. Uh, I had a, a friend of mine in Kansas City told me that after the Chiefs game, uh, I think it was in Buffalo, one of the TV reporters in Kansas City. Uh, Congratulated Andy Reid on his game plan before he asked this question. Like he was like, it's like total fanboy move, total fanboy move. Oh, wow. So that stuff goes on all the time. But it really is it's tribalism. I, I I think I I sent this to you. I don't know if I did, but my one of my favorite scenes in a movie, and it's an old movie now, is the opening scene of Major League. Yeah. Remember, and the grounds crew is preparing the field there at the ballpark in Cleveland. And they're like, and they showed also, I think there was a coffee shop, and they're like, hey, how are the Indians going to do this year? And they're like, they suck. They're still shitty, you know. They're still <laughs> shitty, and uh, I like that's perfect, right? That's great. You know, one of the things I like about Minnesota sports fans is I feel like Minnesota still gets it. Yeah, like there's a lot of hey, we blow, you know, the Vikings. How are they going to lose this week, or how are the Twins going to blow it in the playoffs, or you know, what lottery pick are the Timberwolves going to screw up, like. I, I appreciate that, but it's in towns like Phoenix and uh, you know Cleveland and, and some of these other cities that I've had battles with with the local newspapers. They have no concept. They have no concept of of this. They've, they've, it's total tribalism, is what it is. You're either part of the tribe or you're not part of the tribe. And if you're not part of the tribe, we're gonna decapitate you. We're gonna take you to the guillotine. I, I think that's a good thing about how New York media is because you have so many beat writers that work for the Yankees or for the Knicks or for the Rangers or the Jets, the Giants, that you're taking shots left and right if you're a head coach or a general manager, even the ownership group, and they don't fucking let down either. Like, that's that city never sleeps. Those attackers, they hunt. They hunt. Yeah, but even that, I will tell you, and I, I'm not as familiar with the New York media as I am in the Boston media because of the stuff I did with EI back in the day, but yeah. uh, even the Boston media, there are factions of fanboys. It's not as bulldogish. As it was, well, it's because they not control. as bulldog. Because they, yeah, yeah, well, the, that's right. The Globe own or the Red Sox uh, are own the own the Globe. John Henry, I believe, owns the Boston Globe, which is the the big newspaper. Obviously, it's the Herald and the Globe, and so you control the media. And also, Nesson is yeah. run by the Red Sox. It's their it's their baby, and so you know. You gotta, you gotta look out for my my relatives, my All man. Right. All right, so, so how about this? Let, let me throw this back your way. If you yes. were, if you were an owner, or maybe uh-huh. even just a general manager of a professional team, and your said team owns an ownership stake in a radio or a television station, or even a, a newspaper like the you know Washington Post or or whatever it may be. Would you go behind everyone's back and go to the editor, or the executive producer, and just say, hey? Turn the dogs loose on my guys. Be as critical yeah. as you can. That way you can motivate them to be as best as they can be. Yeah. No, because if you own it, once the public knows that you own the website or the TV channel or the newspaper, it's over. Yeah. It's over. 
can't do it. But I, I get nobody wants criticism. You know, people want to be encouraged. They don't want to be discouraged. Nobody likes oh, but condemnation. What about a critique, though? A critique is fine. I thought it was fine. I thought criticism and uh, critiquing and all that, I, I, I feel like it's kind of part of the gig, but maybe the gig has changed. I know there's a lot of hypocrisy out in the world these days. There's like this, this double standard. Talk about sports, but only do it in a positive light about my teams. You know, I was like, I really want you to talk about my team. I get that all the time. I get, I get guys, you know, that guy in Ohio that busts my balls. He's a, he's a Steeler fan. He's you know near Pittsburgh in the Ohio, you know, the far end of Ohio there. And he's like, yeah. you know, talk about the Steelers and all this stuff. And, and then, you know, if I do do a monologue and then I rip him, he'll have a coronary. You know, he'll have a coronary. How could you do that? Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I used to like you. And that uh, it's 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 tremendous. It is wonderful to be alive. It is great to be alive. You you've got to wear kid gloves all the time, apparently, to make it. But I get a kick out of it. I like the fact when I when I saw that story we, we were referencing here in the Arizona Republic and uh, I just thought it was great. It was I, it was like getting a shoulder massage. Uh, it was because I'm never going to get the you know people to slobber all over me. And say this guy's the greatest you know talk show host of all time. No, that's for coward and people like that. I'm the guy you know throwing bombs in the middle of the night is essentially what I'm doing. But I don't even realize I'm throwing bombs. That's the thing about it, Gascon. Like I don't think what I'm doing is all that you know shock jockish or anything like that. I'm just giving opinions about sporting events. I'm watching games. I'm taking down notes and giving opinions on what I watch. That's it. And you'd think that I am the scumbag of the world, right? Yeah. I'm just a tool bag and I'm horrible and I'm a large pus filled cyst because I'm talking about these people the way I am. Yeah, I would interpret shock jock radio as like if you were critiquing like a you know, if you're critiquing someone's attire, like a reporter or a host, if you're attacking their attire or their presentation, yeah. their sexual orientation, like bullshit like that that has nothing to do with sports as a whole or just even specific to an individual i i think of that more as like shock jock like i need to get a quick hit out of this so it goes viral and then all of a sudden social media is yeah, yeah. fixated on that one no, way or another I'm, I'm on in the middle of the night i'm just no. talking there's no one listening i'm just talking in the middle of the night and these local guys who are insufferable <laughs> the local media who's insufferable uh with this it's it's great and as you pointed out Gascon, and i give you credit for this because i didn't even realize i was i was reading that story we referenced in the arizona republic and i didn't even realize that these these schmendricks um in the valley of the stupid not the valley Valley of the Sun, the Valley of the Stupid, uh, who wrote this story, they quoted me and put Alligator Arms in the newspaper. Alligator Arms Murray is in the Arizona Republic, the paper of record, <laughs> which is flabbergasting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the nickname the reason we call him alligator you, Arms is, you you no we no, the people <laughs> me in the Arizona Republic the reason me in the newspaper record in Arizona call him alligator Arms Murray at the NFL scouting combine did he not have the shortest arms ever measured at the combine or close to it right remember that we, that was the thing yeah, they, they did the wingspan and he had the shortest he had little alligator arms I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dignify those comments. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Oh, boy. I feel like Fozzie Bear. Waka, waka, waka. When I see stuff like this, I mean, my God. 
what? It is slapstick comedy. It is slapstick comedy. These these people. Let's run a story. Maller ripped the hometown quarterback. I, I was, let's let's kill him. I, I was a little disappointed because in the comment section when you sent me the article, there was only three comments. Oh no no you you gotta go on the on the Twitter. Uh, yeah, I'm getting blowback from these slap dicks. Uh, these cardinal guys who are uh, very upset. You know. They're the people I'm talking about, the low information fan. But even Murray Murray said in the article that he was critical of himself and that he missed open guys. Exactly. But only he's allowed to be critical. I can't be critical. Listen, anybody that's ever played football, watched football, played Madden football, who's objective, would say that is not a sustainable way to play quarterback in the NFL. You cannot win. You can't. It's unsustainable, right? It's untenable. Uh, and so pointing that out, and this is like a big thing. This is terrible. How could you do that? It's like people are demanding a sugar rush, and they're demanding. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're being accurate. They just want to hear rah rah hometown team. Rah rah hometown. That's a dead end street, though. I'm telling you, it's a dead end street. Um, Everyone knows it. I don't know. This is bulletin board material. Kyler Murray is four and two. Arizona is in, in great spot to yeah, bulletin board. Yeah. Yes, yes. No, that I did think about that. I thought about like some like the owner of the Arizona Cardinals, you know, getting up, you know, old guy reading the newspaper with his cup of coffee and a bagel, and, and reading this and you know regurgitating. Alligator arms. Oh, my God. I wish they had done the rant i one of my great arizona cardinal rants was when cliff kingsbury put the social media breaks in oh yeah during during uh, meetings oh i did some of my greatest work but that did not unfortunately that was not fit to print i, I could not persuade the the hacks at the arizona republic to put that in unfortunately well so. i'm in a weird and odd way for 2020 to end I think the perfect nightmare scenario for you in the Super Bowl would be Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray, Houston and Arizona in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That would be a hell of a year to 2020. Like That, that would be your, impressive, yes. Would, Especially considering Houston's 1-5 <laughs> to start the year. That would be outstanding, yes. That would be great. <laughs> Good luck on that. This, 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 top, this tops the gallbladder. This tops biting your tongue after you burn pizza. This, this would be the What about the top. shits? What, what about oh, yeah. the shits? Nah, Does this top the shits? No. I've had the shits. Since I had my gallbladder taken out, we're coming up. I'll have to do the anniversary show of my gallbladder being taken out, which is coming up November 3rd, which I believe there's something else going on November 3rd. It's of slight more importance, but you know, what am I to say? For me, that's the uh, the most important thing, but uh, but yeah, this is, okay. this is great. Over, under, one and a half more articles written about you before the end of the year. Oh, well, if I just do rants about the Arizona Cardinals, I guess that's, uh, I'll take the over. Well, well, what do we got? Oh, it's football season. Yeah. Yeah, I did anybody in Houston right when I was ripping the Astros. I don't know if anybody wrote a story about that in Houston. I know some Houston media guys were upset with me. Yeah. Uh, one and I'll take the over on that. I think I'm I'm good for at least one more and I think I can you know my day of reckoning I think I can get another one. Okay, cuz yeah. you only get Arizona one more time in prime time. So that's that's why I'm asking because typically yeah. monologues on Sundays to Monday. I could see I could see Tampa doing something, you know, I take a shot at Brady. I could see somebody in Tampa Doing it, but I only do this if they deserve it, Gisk. I want you to know I'm fair and balanced. Oh, I, I get okay? that. I, I'm not. I'm not down there. I'm like. A, I'm not like a snake in the grass, just waiting to eviscerate. I'm not. I I get that. Yeah, I, I get right. that. I'm just. I, I'm curious of where this goes because 
it's not like you like you said your your audience it has a specific sleep pattern or lack of sleep pattern so yeah. someone was obviously monitoring you or the show at that time well, one of the cool things I've noticed here is that you know people say, oh, I love the criticism. Well, you do an overnight show. No one's up at four in the morning. And it's true. Most people aren't up at four in the morning. I get that. But now the great equalizer has been the, the fact that we're doing these videos online. And uh, and so that, that really is the equalizer now. Because now it's not just an overnight show. Now we've got our boomerang out and we've got our catapult and our crossbow and our mullet uh, and our musket or whatever. And we're just uh, we're shooting bombs during the day. It would be kind of nice you know? if we did have a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't mind a mullet at all, man. That would be good. But, but no, so like before... At, at being the overnight guy, the way it works, the pecking order, you're holding a butter knife. You're holding the butter knife when you're doing the overnight show. But because of social media and the internet and these videos that we've been doing for the IT department, um, for Elijah and those guys, now instead of holding a butter knife, we're holding a machete. And every once in a while, we get to hold the samurai sword. So it's it's we've gone up. We're no longer just holding the butter knife. We got the machete and occasionally the samurai, samurai sword. So that's cool. That's neat. We're swashbuckling, right? We're going through with a machete. We're walking through the Amazon, and we're chopping down trees. And yeah, you are you are getting decimated on social media on that uh, on that. Oh, I know, it's oh, great. All right, I love it, man. It's it's uh, it's I I this stupidity. I know a lot of that's like algorithms and and all that, but I think it's pretty funny that people who are just uneducated rubes uh, do that. If it was see, they don't even they don't even realize it. They don't even realize that I, <laughs> every one of those I laugh when I see those. Yeah. I, if it was my quarterback, I would be pissed off that he was missing wide open guys. I mean, they put up 38 points on Dallas, they should have blown him up by 50 or 40 at least. Yeah, what was it? 24, 24 of those 38 points were a direct result of of mistakes by the Cowboys. Well, yeah, Kenyon Interceptions, Drake, fumbles. Kenyon you Drake know, closes the game out with like a 60-yard run. Yeah, exactly. That was where well, you're just trying to run out the clock and the defense laid up. And uh, yeah, so really, if you do the math on this, 24 points off turnovers. So the Arizona offense, without the assist of the Cowboys, generated 14 points. Yeah. Yeah, and and one of those uh, was that Kenyon Drake touchdown. Was that after a turnover or was that? I don't think that was after a turnover. No, it was after after a touchdown. After the touchdown from Dallas. Yeah, Yeah, so that doesn't even count. So really, only one touchdown the Arizona offense generated was not either off an interception, fumble, or just the Cowboy defense not even trying. (laughs) So I'm gonna like them in the wild card game anyway. So. Yeah, good luck. They're, right now, I don't think they're a playoff team, so you're you're screwed. Uh, what's what? What's that? I was yeah. gonna say it's week six. Who gives a shit? I I, I give a shit. You know, I care. You know, yeah. Am I not? Am I chopped liver here? Am I mincemeat? No, but it's it's week six. Who cares about if the playoffs started today? They're four and two. Oh, I care. I look at that every week. You don't look at the playoff matchups and if we're going to have, have some good matchups. There was only one bye now. That's a big thing, right? I, only one team gets a bye. That's big. But part of it's because the NFC East just sucks. And so I'm not worried about like playoff positioning. Well, actually, right Arizona is, excuse me, it, they are the, they are in the playoffs, Arizona, because they have that those extra teams in there. So they are in. Yeah, that's right. I didn't realize that. The, uh, the win over the Cowboys catapulted them in. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's very, very exciting. I'm looking at the playoff matchups as of right now. It would be 
if we started today in the national. If we started today, you'd, uh, the Rams and the the Bears who play Monday night would be a playoff game right now. Yeah. Uh, Arizona would play Tampa. Green Bay would play Dallas. That's subject to the outcome of that Thursday night game. As we're doing this, we don't know the outcome of the Thursday night game. And then the AFC would have Indianapolis, Tennessee. Cleveland would be at Kansas City. And Baltimore at Buffalo. That would be a oh, that would guarantee. See, that would suck because that would guarantee either Lamar Jackson or uh, the <laughs> <laughs> the Bills. Uh, Allen win a game uh, in the in the playoffs. So, hmm. Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson would be guaranteed a playoff win. Uh, yeah. All right, now moving on, Gascon, moving on. Uh, we have no breaks, no breaks, no days off, no segments off, none of that. So, uh, so the other is, night. This is breaks, B-R-E-A-K-S, right? Not B-R-A-K-E-S? Yes, uh, yes, exactly. I don't like the car. This is uh, So the other night, if you listen to the, the radio show, got the hiccups all of a sudden, uh, you, you probably heard this. Uh, so we had some more radio drama. Uh, on the overnight. Now, you, usually this involves Gascon not knowing how to screen calls or not knowing how to put calls in the air. But this time, the other night, I was putting the finishing touches on a Marconi-worthy Mallard monologue. And as I'm winding down the monologue, I give out the number. I usually do that at the end of the monologue. and say, you know, send us messages, you know, come on, militia, whatever. Rah, rah. Do the old battle cry. So I did that. Give out the number. And I was you know, about to do my tease. I like to tease something I'm going to talk about later in the hour. You tease to please, right? Tease, you got to please. And uh, so then this voice pops up in my headphones. Don't break. Keep going. It's the voice of God. No, it's uh, Koopa Loop telling me not to break. So obviously something uh, is going on. I don't know what's going on at this point. So I start rambling. I uh, I was kind of ready to wind down, and uh, I start uh, rambling about gibberish. I think I read some comments on Twitter um, and so keep in mind, I'm in the remote FSR studios at the Maller Mansion. So I'm totally in the dark on what's going on. Totally in the dark. I don't know what's going on. Um, but I got to kill time because, you know, that's the deal. We're doing commercial free radio. Um, and it turns out that the main computer system that our engineers, such as Roberto, use to play all of the sound effects, the music, and most importantly, the spots, a.k.a. the commercials, you know why they're called spots, by the way, Gascon? You know why they call commercial spots in radio? I do not. Because in the old days when we used carts, mm-hmm. there would be a little, they would be color coded by, and numbered, but they'd be color coded with different colored spots, those little, little dots, you know, those little uh, sticker dots? Yeah. And uh, little spots. So take some, you know, the green, get a couple green spots, red spots, blue spots, whatever, but they're numbered, but yeah, in different categories. Anyway, uh, so talk about. A non sequitur. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, th- we didn't have any commercials. Everything pooped to bed, and Roberto's running around like a banshee trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And so I'm, you know, I'm just talking la 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 la. And apparently, he had to go out of that studio. He had to go down the hall. He had to patch some things. Uh, he goes down the hall, turns right, then he had to do a left and, a, and then another turn, and he walks down the hallway to this other room with the master control, the backup, and he was able to play some commercials. He, we had no bumper music for most of that hour. We did it dry. We did it dry. I threw to Eddie. There was no 
sound effects or anything like that. It was about 30 minutes, about 30 minutes where we did have some commercials because it was fired remotely, but then the thing reset and was able to get it fixed. And it's the magic of live radio, my man. <laughs> they say the show must go on. You got to keep on trucking, Gascon. You got to keep on trucking. That's not the record. Me and Looney back in the day on the Blitz, the system went in the toilet and circled the drain. And we ended up doing, I believe the record is 45 minutes or so of commercial free radio on Fox Sports Radio. No breaks, no nothing, because everything was uh, was broken. Uh, but how difficult is that? It's no different from, you know, like us doing TV, right? Outside of just having picture content that you can reference. Uh, what, what do you what do you mean? What are you talking about? Uh, well, like if you're doing 45 minutes of commercial free radio, like how challenging yeah. is that for you? Or no, it's not. If I'm no, I I don't. My, I'm not. If I'm prepared for it, I don't mind. But I'm not yeah. prepared for it. It's like if you say, hey, you know, do this, but then you're okay. Well, you gotta adjust on the fly, right? Yeah. Adapt or die. Uh, you go with the tide. Wherever the tide takes you, right? You you texted me parts of that story a few days ago, and as you texted me that story, it was like text by text, I was actually watching a YouTube video on most extreme landings at airports. I don't yeah. know why I brought that up, but it was like pretty... That's, a, that's also a non-sequitur. It, it was, but it yeah, just made me yes. think of that, like how horrific that would be if you're not... Because you told me you've had instances like in your youngin days where you weren't prepared, and so that's why you over-prepare now. Yes, yes. Uh, the first radio show I ever did uh, was uh, by myself. By myself, I've done radio. I had done radio with partners and I, different people. The great Lou Stowers, uh, Last Call Lou. We called him back in the day. Lee Klein and a bunch of other people in my early days. Yeah. But the first show I did by myself was like a Saturday morning, and I had prepared and prepared and prepared, and I came out and I just nailed my monologue, my first ever Maller monologue by myself, put my big boy pants on. I just killed it. And I gave out the number and I had prepared nothing else for the rest of the show. <laughs> and, uh, and I started having the flop sweat and, uh, I put so much effort into the, to the beginning of it. I did not even, didn't even go into my brain that there's like another, Three hours you have to fill here, so it was uh, a problem. And I, might, I remember the the program director that day was Bo Bennett, and he's in there watching. You know, he came in, great job, Ben. You really did a good job on the monologue. And I can only imagine if he kept listening, what he was thinking after that, how bad it was. So, yeah, I said never again, never again. I go into every show not needing Eddie to say anything, Coop, Roberto, not needing any callers. I always have enough material to kill the time. And uh, that is that is my promise. That is my promise. Yeah. Well, you went from two pump chump to a little endurance. That's good. I'm, I'm proud of you. Well, I think most people start out like that, Guess God. I think that's eh. usually how that works and eh. build up some endurance and eh. some, uh, you know, it's usually. <laughs> no? You, well, maybe you haven't built up some endurance. Eh. You want to talk about that? There's a pill for that if you want. Eh, there is, but I don't feel like being like that for four hours. Yeah. It's all about perseverance, Gaskin. It's all about perseverance. You got to persist. You got to, right? You got to be determined. Not this year. We don't do that anymore, right? That, that's uh, that's shamed. If you show any kind of persistence or, or uh, tough skin, yeah. thick skin, that, that's, uh, that's condemned. Yeah, you're supposed to give up is what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to uh, tap out. Uh, right. That is, uh, yeah. No mas. 
It's never supposed to be grueling. Life is never supposed to be grueling. Yeah. You cannot be stressed out at all. No, no, no. Spe- it's wrong. Speaking of being stressed out, I had some I had some uh, your your fanboys and sicko fans that were actually begging you now to to barbecue the tomahawk. I really appreciate those guys on my behalf kind of reaching out and saying yeah. it's it's time. It's time. I, th- I did like the I did like the hardo move of you tweeting out steaks. Uh, what a you know what a narcissistic nah, insufferable I, dick. I was, uh, David Gascon. I was cooking for the fam, parents, brother-in-law, anyone else that wanted to come over. I was yeah. I was uh, I was marinating the steaks differently, and then I did scallops along the way. So a little surf and turf action, and I was I was happy about the performance. Yeah, I don't like the surf and turf. I'm not a fan. You don't like scallops. No, I don't like scallops. shrimp. I don't like I don't like fish. I don't. I'm not a fish guy. The only fish I eat is tuna. beer battered. Beer battered. Well, I used to eat tuna when I was a kid, but that, I don't even like tuna because my mom fed it to me every other day when I was in elementary school. <laughs> my stupid metal lunchbox. It was either peanut butter and jelly, which I still like. I just I don't eat it much anymore as an adult. And then uh, it was it was tuna fish sandwich and a warm it was warm tuna fish oh, sandwich. Right? Exactly because by you know my mom may she rest in peace. She did not quite realize she put a little ice pack in there but by the time the you know, ice pack those in those early ice packs it didn't last oh boy you, you drop your kid off at school at 7 30 in the morning and you have lunch at 12 30 yeah and that thing is as you know is, and you usually they'd have us put our lunch boxes like outside back in the old days yeah outside the classroom just put your lunch boxes out there because nobody stole anything <laughs> and uh yeah it's really great how you eat a warm tuna fish sandwich, the way the mayonnaise kind of works in with the tuna fish and the smell. It's just great. It's just wonderful. All right, can we get to some of the pop quiz? Yes? Yeah, if you like that? to, yeah. yeah. All right, let's do a few pop okay. quiz because your actual questions uh, from actual well, not, these are things I found on the internet. These are not actual questions from actual people. All right, uh, th- and and you can play along. You can play along. So thirteen, you listening? Thirteen percent of people seeking a divorce cited this. As the reason. Bad what sex. No. Uh, their partner doesn't text enough. <sighs> Is that allowed? Is that a reason not to be married anymore, that your partner does not text? Not anymore. I mean, you're stuck indoors with that person now. Or are you stuck indoors? Who knows? In well, California, you are with the monarchy in California, but it's possible in Michigan. Yeah, you know, well, Michigan. But like, if you're below the Mason-Dixon line, you're not, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. A recent survey says, and well, this is upsetting to me. A recent survey says you will find this inside the refrigerator in 80 percent of homes in America, right now. Um, I can't oh, believe this. this. Ranch, ranch dressing, <sighs> ranch dressing. Yeah. Yes. How horrible is that? How sad for what a sad. I think snapshot of Americana. I, I think I saw you earlier in the week tweeting out one of your listeners that was eating a, a Ben Maller sandwich with ranch all over it, right? Uh, no, that was not ranch. See, again, you're not good at this. Uh, that's a bad job by you. Uh, you. You look at that photo closer, okay? Because can you, you can you put it up there? That's at from the Sportsbook Bar and Grill yeah, in, in Denver, right? There's two locations, by the way. Do you know there's two locations? <laughs> no, there's two locations. I not know there's two locations. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, anyway, so the sports book bar and grill, and you uh, you look there at the menu. Now that what you're looking at here, uh, Gascon, is the most perfect chicken sandwich you can possibly have. The most perfect chicken sandwich you can possibly have. Uh, that is perfection. 
is what it is. And that is not ranch dressing. Let me be very, very clear here. This is not ranch dressing. Uh, that you, you want to take a guess what that is on top there, Blue big cheese. boy? Yes, All right. that is correct. Uh, so, uh, so then here's my question: Is looking at the timestamp of when that tweet was sent to you? That is the Maller Buffalo Chicken Sandwich. Why that did is the you official not, name? Why did you not cuss him out for sending you food porn? Because my name's on it, dummy. So what? Why would I curse somebody out when they, it's a sandwich with my name on it? Because there's that is, fries, there's a beard, yeah. just perfect. That, listen, that is a fried chicken breast tossed in hot sauce with blue cheese dressing, lettuce and tomato, big a side of fries. That's a, that's a wonderful sandwich right there. And uh, it's it's great. And that, they have a lot of good stuff on the menu there. But the, I think the Maller sandwich, the Maller buffalo chicken sandwich is by far the best thing on the menu. That, you can get tater tots, onion rings, all the, the proper all the proper sides there. I'm going to go to Denver just to eat at uh, that location. There's two. There's one in, uh, in actual Denver proper. And then the original one is in Greenwood Village, Colorado, which is obviously in the same area there in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Uh, let's see. One in five single people will use this picture as one of their online dating profile pictures. What is it? Uh, a business headshot. No, Halloween costume. That's fucking lame. Why is it lame? I disagree with you. Let me tell you something. I, my, my wife, when I met her, I met her uh, when we first started dating. I met her online, and she had a, a photo. Women's <laughs> Halloween costumes are very sexy. A little bit different. Yes. That's what I'm saying. No, but like women put on Halloween costumes are uh, you know showing off what their mama gave them. You know, not they're not shameful about that. All right, uh, sale. No, should they be? Sales of this item are up over two hundred percent this year. What is it? Toilet paper. No, this one's odd. Pinball machines. What? Yeah, is this like WNBA ratings going up thirty percent because three more people watched? Is that is it the same same concept? Is it? I don't know. Well played, uh, sure. well played. Thank you. Yes. All right. A new survey says more than forty percent of Americans have no idea how to do this with their car or truck. What is it? Uh, I would say either change the tire or change the oil. No, jumpstart the car. What? Yeah. That's old. pretty easy. Like I'm old though. I learned how to do that. I mean, my when I learned how to drive, like my mom and dad were like, "You have to learn how to change a tire, yeah. and you have to learn how to jumpstart the car." But that was back before we had apps where, at a moment's notice, the you know the tow truck will show up at your doorstep and yeah. the auto club or whatever you use. Yeah. So, do you know how to jumpstart a car, guess? I do. I do. Have you ever jump started a car? I have. Yes, I've. I have also. I, I think there's Did nothing. Get, no, there's nothing scarier though than trying to change a tire on the shoulder of a freeway. That shit is fucking scary. Yeah, I did that one time in San Diego. I was driving. Uh, I was working in San Diego, and my my tire, the I think it was the back rear tire, blew out on uh, the eight. I think it was the eight oh five. And anyway, I got. I I pull over and yeah the cars are zooming by and I'm like all right I got to change this tire I'm like nah I'm not changing the tire I tried <laughs> and I just I waited for a tow truck I'm was, like I'm not gonna do it so was the driver uh, driver side I assume uh yeah it must have been driving I thought it was the back I don't remember I must it it was close enough to the highway where I was I had the heebie-jeebies yeah, yeah. so 
I don't actually remember which side. I, I might have been the back rear tire, but it was it just, you know, there's no room there on the side of the road. You're like, you're right. The cars are zoomed by. All it takes is one jackass, one donkey to hit you, and you're boom, you're done. Yeah, game Lights over. out. All right. A new survey says more than 40% of Americans have no idea. Oh, I, we just did that one. All right. Nearly 20%. Here we go. Nearly 20% of parents say uh, they've saved at least one of these from their kid when their child was a baby. Uh, teeth. No, a bib. Oh, all right. Did your parents save a little Gascon bib? I don't think so, no. I was a fucking mess, though. Well, isn't every kid a fucking mess when they're little kids? Yeah. Uh, my s- sisters weren't. I was. Yeah, right. I mean, my mom saved everything, man. She kept everything. She's a pack massive- rat? Yeah, when it comes to the, you know, kids, she loved her kids so much. Everything, baby book, teeth, hair, you Trophy, name it. Trophies. So, trophies, yeah. The whole thing. All right, according to a recent survey, what is the one thing people judge about your home? Your bathroom. Or your kitchen. No, no. no. Take another guess. Your entertainment center. Do, 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 do. No, that's what West of the 405 people do. See, this is the difference. This is the dichotomy. West of the 405 is guest gun. The rest of us no, no, no. simpletons, the rest of us simpletons don't believe in uh, 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 No, I'm, I'm a bathroom and kitchen guy. That's what I was asking. No, no. The number one thing people judge your home on when they go to somebody else's home is the smell. The smell. Yeah, the smell. Does it smell good? Huh. So... For you, you should light like a vanilla candle or something so it smells good, guess, kind of, rather than your flatulence. I got the uh, those humidifiers and I put like the little, you know, like the little fragrance drops in there. Those are usually good. Are they, are they fruity? No, like there's one no. that's like coded for like alert, alarm, immunity. Um, that's it. You put them in the water and yeah, it kind of livens up the room, but it doesn't have like some kind of pungent or distinct tasteful smell to it no all right people who do this at least 10 times a month say they experience withdrawal symptoms if their routine is stopped what is it drinking no no it's not drinking or drugs tanning who would tan 10 times a month doesn't that seem a little excessive yeah, but we got. Am exist. I wrong? I don't know that. I don't know the tanning game, but that seems a little, ex, a little ex, excessive. To me. Yeah, we got a lot of people that tan out here, though. You live in California. Why the fuck would you need to tan? Because people, you know how it is. It's instant gratification, like it is for Facebook or Twitter or anything else. They people want it quick. They don't want to wait. Now I'm going to ask you, and this is a very important question. Yes. All right. If you don't get this right, I'm going to slap you around. Okay. Right. Don't be a slap dick. Right. Greatest. Sun tan story in sports history. All right. Guess gone. Here we go. This involves tanning. Greatest sports story involving tanning. Do you have the answer? Oh, fuck. You, you don't have and, the answer? No, and I have it on the tip of my tongue, too. That's right. I don't believe you. Goes back to the year 2002. Early days of Fox Sports Radio and a Baltimore Oriole outfielder, more known as a Minnesota twin, Marty Cordova, was injured, got a severe sunburn. He fell asleep in a tanning bed. Yeah, and he had to direct, he had to, doctors told him to avoid direct sunlight, and so he, he was benched. 
He couldn't play for several <laughs> games. They didn't put him on the on the injured list, but or the disabled list as they called it then. But Marty Cordova missed multiple games because of a sunburn from falling asleep in a tanning bed. There you go. That's right pretty there. good. I don't remember that story. It's a good story, man. That's yeah. I can't believe it's been 18 years, man. We had so much fun with that. I was doing BenMaller.com at that time, and we had a we had a lot of tr- traction. People love that story. They couldn't get enough of it. All right. If, if, you, ta- if, if, yeah. you, if you rent BenMaller.com today, do you think it would be better than it was back in the day? Um, it would be different. I think it would be good. Um, I, I have confidence I could find... Fine. So there's there's more content out there, but it's more spread out. Yeah. So it's different. It'd be it'd be interesting if somebody wants to bring back BenMaller.com. My ears are open. <laughs> Everyone's got their price. Everyone's got their price. You know, if the price is right, let's make a deal. I'd be willing to do it. I'd be all about it. I remember uh, one of my uh, my buddies who's a basketball writer and was a huge fan of BenMaller.com, loved the website. And uh, he, he would come up to me and uh, destroy me about how I, I fucked up because at that time it was like uh, Deadspin was big and there were a couple other sites. Yeah. And, and all these other sites that were my contemporaries all sold and got these huge deals, these huge revenue, like the big lead and all that. Yeah. Like mon- you know. And I never did. I, like, I had partnerships with FoxSports.com and Yahoo, but I never really, I never sold it, the proprietary rights to it. And I never really made any real money on it. And the guy would bust my balls about how I didn't monetize it. And he's right. I, I, I don't know what to say to that. He's correct. Yeah, that's why I was kind of curious if your th- if your stuff would would play out now. No, I think what because I think the, the key thing to this and and it's kind of like with BenMaller.com, it's it's making it's finding a problem and sol- creating a solution. There's so many things out there on Twitter and social media and and websites like people who have lives like real jobs don't have time to go through that all that content to mine what's good. Yeah, and so as you cultivate content. And you put it together, it's it, you're making it easier on people. That's true. So people would absolutely love it because instead of reading, you know, trying to scan around for seven million different places to find, you know, what what the news is, you just go to one place and it's all uh, it's all piled up for you. Right there. Uh, all right, I think we've done this one before, but if uh, time travel were possible, fifty three percent of us would change this about our lives. You remember what this is, Gascon? I think we've used this one before. Uh, who we dated? Not changing your college major. No. Yeah. All right. About seventy-two percent of Americans live within an hour of blank. They're well, live an hour uh, within their parents. Yes, I do. Shout out to my brothers who live thousands of miles away from our. Uh, <laughs> Our, our only living parent, well, my father. Well, today uh, it's moved. an hour. Today it's an hour, but tomorrow could be two or three hours. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I go, if I go at like four in the morning, it's it's an hour. But yeah. if I go any, yeah, uh, you live you live within an hour of your uh, your parents. Yes, yeah. my grandmother. Um, well, one of them, she's the only one that's still alive. Um, yeah, but my sisters are all out, and who else? I, most of my other family that has all been from LA, they've all dispersed. Like in the Utah, Idaho, Arizona, yeah. Florida, like everyone's like gotten the fuck out of California. 
Good for them. My cousins, who I grew up with part of the time, they moved around a lot, but I lived with them when I was little. They are, I've got relatives in Arizona, Colorado, Florida, Texas, Connecticut. They've moved all over the country. Well, Connecticut. All why, over the country. Wait, why Connecticut? Uh, well, that is because they, when they were kids, they lived in the New York. They lived in Westchester County. Oh, okay. And so I, they, that cousin moved back there because she liked she liked living in that area. But she just moved over to Connecticut. And uh, yeah, so what's that famous uh, story in Westchester County? What am I thinking of? Uh, they made a uh, God. I'm having a mental block here. Not the headless horseman, but something like that. I don't remember, but there's some famous story. There's a bridge and all that, and I they lived right near there. They, they lived in Terrytown, uh, which is uh, north. I think the Knicks used to train. I don't know if they still do. They used to train in Terrytown. Do you, and do you go out there at all? I I used to visit when I was kids. I mean, they don't live there. My 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 aunt passed away, and they they you know they moved all over the country. So yeah, yeah. But I used to go back there when I was a kid and go back to New York and hang out with them. Yeah. Uh, you thinking about Sleepy Hollow? Is that what you're thinking about? Yes, Sleepy Hollow. That's it. Thank you. Yes, Sleepy Hollow. That's what I was thinking of. That's you, guess Halloween time. Nothing wrong with that. Full of you, full of information. That, that cool area, though, that, that that's the nice thing about it, right? Is you can go Boston, Connecticut, New York, Philly, D.C. with the train, Rhode Island, you Rhode name Island. it. You yeah. go anywhere you want there. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it is neat. It's it's cool. Yeah. A lot different here. You can drive for eight hours and still be in California. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it's crazy. The state with no power and the state with a an oligarch you know, who's running things here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Uh, let's see here. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Do a couple more. More people have been doing this in the kitchen due to the pandemic. Cooking. Well, yeah, but canning fruit and veggies no. is what we were looking for. Yeah. No. You don't can fruit and veggies? Hell yes, no. Know. I freeze it. Yeah. Isn't that kind of the same thing? You're just going to put it in a bag instead of a can? Yeah, but when you put it in a can, don't you need to put preservatives in it? I have no idea. I've never put fruit or veggies in a can. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I have no idea. Oh. All right. This is important, Gascon, because if you ever do get married, you're going to need this. Oh, boy. Uh, 15% of women do not like being called this by their husband. Honey. No. Babe. Tro- trophy wife. Oh, boy. That's my trophy wife over there. No? You sound like a hard kind of when you do that, don't you? You kind of sound like a hard yeah. I mean, I, I, what if it's true, though? Do you see Coach O? We talked about that in the radio oh, show the other day. <laughs> Coach O, his photos going around of him with the uh, yeah. younger lady there. Yeah. That's his trophy. They're not married, but that's like his trophy wife. You know? Yeah. That's, She's hot. Yeah. How old do you think she is? I, I say she's about 35. That's what I was going to say. It, yeah, she looks about 30. But he's almost 60. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the 25-year age gap, give or take. That's pretty large, right? Yeah, I guess so. Where's she from, anyway? I don't know anything about her. I just saw two photos of her, one in the pool and one in the bed. I don't know anything about her. Yeah, that's she's a good-looking good. good looking lady, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of Cliff Kingsbury from a few years ago. Remember what he was doing, I guess, at a pool party, something like that. Well, his coaches. The, the way to get the beautiful young women is to be a coach. Mike Zimmer, right? Zimmer in the Minnesota. We talked about him in the past and Coach O. What about uh, Jeff Bezos? Yeah, well, there's another one. You look at the uh, the evolution of Jeff Bezos, right, from 
nerd tech guy to a balding genius with all the hotties. Yeah, great personality, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's, it's amazing how much better your personality gets when you have a gazillion dollars in the bank. Yeah. All right, surprisingly, this business. It is a surprise. Has not been doing well during the pandemic with visits down nearly 13% over the summer. Um, do, 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 this do, business? Do, uh, do, the do, dentist. Do, do. Not the drugstore. Oh. Well, is that because people aren't going to doctors unless they have the corona, so they're not getting medicine to treat their... Maybe. I bought. Is, some... this, is this hurting Pfizer? I, I don't know. I bought some antibiotics a few days ago. It cost Congratulations. Me, it cost me $2.02. That's good. That is unthinkable five, six, seven years ago. So is that because of your, your insurance, obviously? They yeah. covered the mm-hmm. balance of it there. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Last one here. 32% of people admit that they have lied to get out of this. Out of a ticket? No. A wedding. A wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've successfully. Now, I would assume that would be to attend a wedding, right? Yeah. Like, I can't make it, but not. If you're actually in the wedding, you can't pull a Richard Jefferson and just at the last minute, like, I I, I can't. I, I thought being in a wedding would be cool. And then I had all my friends started getting married, and then I started being in them. And it fucking sucked. Cause you gotta why? Because you gotta start paying for shit. You gotta start paying to, you know, get the tuxedo, and then you gotta start paying for an additional gift for the groom. And then you gotta worry about like obviously the bachelor party, which is priority number one. But everything else is just a fucking hassle. Yeah. No, I mean I've I've been in some weddings, but it's like my relatives or whatever. But that's it. I don't, I don't think anyone has uh, has really. Had me other than relatives. Well, so, but a lot of the people I know are already married. Like when I got into radio, a lot of the people were already older than me and they're married and all that stuff. So it's a, it's a, a wee bit different. A what's, wee bit different. What's your take on getting someone that's already been married once a second time, getting them a gift? Um, I think you go smaller. Okay. Like you can get them, so like, but don't go big. Yeah. You get the big gift the first time you get married. The second time, you know, eh, not so much. But what if the woman has only been married, or what if that's her first time getting married? Um, then that's a little... It depends how much you like them. Uh-huh. It depends how much you like them. Yeah. You know? Fair enough. Yeah, so... All right, well, uh, that'll do it. Thank you. Appreciate that. Remember, Benny versus the Penny. Yes. If you've made it all the way here, download that. Tell a friend. Uh, it's marginal handicapping on the NFL for all the games on Sunday and Monday. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Juan Gabriel, Juan Gis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.